Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hello chickens, uh, we're still here in the Theory Dome, in the Timey Wimey Theory Dome, where I am still yet to see the uh, Boxing Day episode, even though you've listened to an episode where I watched the Boxing Day episode, um, I have not watched it yet in this universe, <laughs> here in the Theoryverse, where I shall, um, I'm living in a bubble of time, <laughs> I'm in a time eddy. <laughs> Oh my god, now Peter's going to come up with Time Eddie and what was his name? Cosmic Ray and Time Eddie. <laughs> like some vaudeville double act that he came up with at some point. Um, this, there are so many strange things in this podcast. Um, uh, it is very peculiar. Um, by the way, uh, if you're over on Patreon, uh, the last couple of weeks I've done the most recent uh, Doctor Who magazine comic, which is like a kind of a Christmas special. Um, and then I'm going to be moving on to, in the next few weeks, the... Uh, the first series of 11th Doctor Stories from Titan Comics. I'm moving out of the Doctor Who magazine world. Uh, because they've been written by two of my favourite writers, which are Al Ewing and Rob Williams, who are both just amazing. Like, they both used to work at 2000 AD, and I still read that every week, like I'm 12. Uh, so that's if you're a theoretician uh, level at uh, patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard. And if you're... At the uh, theorist level, um, there are some big finish uh, episodes coming your way. Uh, there should be one up this week about the robots, which stars Nicola Walker, who I am obsessed with. Uh, and also, um, I've been making my way through the Once and Future series, which is the big finish 60th anniversary series, where they throw everything, including the kitchen sink, 
at an episode and just see if it sticks. Um, it doesn't always, but, you know, it's fun to hear all those people hanging out together. Uh, anyway, that's all at patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard. If you are a paying subscriber, um, and thanks to everyone there, I absolutely appreciate each and every one of you. You are a delight. Speaking of, James, uh, one of our Patreon subscribers, um, has been talking about the appearance of the Flux storyline, the Timeless Child storyline, as it pertains to the Wild Blue Yonder, because it came up as a discussion between the Doctor and Donna. Turned out it wasn't Donna. She fell into a puddle. Um, uh, But James has said, uh, here's a sidebar on the Timeless Child. If you find yourself in a conversation with someone who is not a fan, simply say the only thing that the Timeless Child changed is that the Doctor no longer knows where they're born. Um, (laughs) Where they're from. If they go on about superpowers and immortality, just point to Stephen Moffat as evidence that no showrunner is ever going to let the Doctor die. Final point, it opens up lots of new story ideas without having to endlessly rehash Gallifrey. Gallifrey could stay destroyed. It won't, of course. And the Doctor still has a chance to go home. Um, Oh, yeah, it's kind of cute. I mean, the other thing is, it's a show that's been on for 60 years. The continuity is a mess. Like, it's... We pick and choose what we want to remember. Like, some things we go, oh, that's definitely canon. And others we go... Well, that was clearly just a joke. Um, you know, is Mavity canon or is Mavity a joke? I feel like that's kind of one of the things. Maybe that's the the weird, uh, you know, undertone. You know, like I said, I, I love it when uh, Russell T. Davis has like uh, a subtext to an episode and it's like it's trying to say something that on top of saying something. So, you know, maybe this whole thing of the... The talking about the timeless child, talking about the flux. It's like yeah, that all of that stuff is embedded in canon. At the same time, I'm changing the word for gravity, <laughs> and that will completely upset people because uh, it's like, well, no, that's we don't call it mavity. It's called gravity. Why are they calling it mavity? When are they going to fix that? And it's not been fixed. Um, and I wonder if that is in effect foreshadowing the bi-generation because that has caused so many noses to be so out of joint Uh, it is just bonkers I kind of love how ridiculous it is Um, but yeah that is I hadn't really thought about it in those terms like is there uh, a subtext to Wild Blue Yonder like you've got the thing about um, misreading the song lyrics or misreading the intention of the song Wild Blue Yonder. And, you know, the Doctor misreads a lot of things in this episode. Um, but are we, as fans, misreading uh, a lot of what Russell T. Davis is doing? Like, is, is he saying to us, you think that uh, you're watching this show and it's about this? And what people don't really understand is it's really about that. Um, and that's what the whole significance of that Wild Blue Yonder song and the title is about. Because it's, you know, it's a song about war and everyone just thinks it's a nice song. Like, it's, I kind of, I wonder if that's, you know, the underlying thing. It's like what you think something is, is not necessarily what it is. For instance, we've got in this episode, the Doctor and Donna as characters. 
Um, Donna is the Dr. Donna and she's also not. Um, they're also the weird space aliens with the arms that are too long and then they fill up a hallway. And, you know, there's a lot of running around and having fun and all that kind of thing. And there's the Hads, uh, which is a callback to the 60s as well. Like, the, that's that's the thing that, you know, these are 60th anniversary episodes. So, occasionally we're going to get a thing that it's like, oh, no, that's from before. Um and, and, but yeah, like, I wonder if that's the whole thing. Things that you think that they are because you've made an assumption because it sounds nice or because it, you know, it, it doesn't fit the continuity you want it to fit uh, is not what you think it is. Like it is something more than or beyond. Um, anyway, I don't know. This is just stuff that's come to me in the middle of... Uh, this message from James. Um, <laughs> this, is how this, this is how this podcast works. Sometimes my brain uh, goes ahead of my mouth and I try to keep up, keep up with it. And sometimes they, they don't keep up and I get to the end and I don't remember what I've said. Uh, and sometimes I just say things that other people have said because my brain is empty. <laughs> I'm like Jennifer Lopez is singing. Um, oh, this sounds like something someone's saying. I'll sing that. Uh, Peter, uh, other Peter, um, says, In general, I enjoyed Wild, Wild Beyond Blue, Wild Blue Yonder. Um, Wild Beyond Blue. It's making it sound like it's a, <laughs> it's a terrible uh, time in someone's life. Um, the monsters manifesting themselves into the Doctor and Donna was fun and interesting. I agree the CGI background of the big hallway or whatever it was didn't look great on a big TV, but on a smaller screen, you can get away with it. Yeah, if I'm watching it on my watch, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple of times where I thought the episode moved a little slowly. I think you could have cut five to ten minutes of it and it would have been a non-stop heart stopper. Despite this, I still did like it. Yeah, I hear you, Peter, but I kind of liked the little breaths in it. Like the little moments of, let's catch our breath. Let's talk about the timeless child. Let's talk about... Um, what happened when you were the Dr. Donna. Like, I liked that. Um, there was one point during it when I shouted, that explains it, <laughs> towards the end of the Star Beast when we see Rose's toys. There was one toy that the, that Donna had never seen, the toy dog slash Lupari. And when we see it on the screen, we hear Carvanista howl from when he hears all his species have been killed by the Sontarans. So when the non-Donna tells the Doctor they're not actually from Gallifrey, the Doctor wonders how those memories are in either Donna. But it's a nod that the Chris Chibnall episodes are not dead and buried. They are canon. It was wonderful and sad to see Wilf burn it again. Oh, I know. We're probably going to have to d devote the entire next episode to talking about how sad we are about um, seeing Wilf briefly. Uh, Peter says, I'm really sad that he wasn't well enough to film any more scenes than that one at the end of Wild Blue Yonder. But we, as fans, should all count ourselves lucky we got that. Rest in peace, Bernard. You made a lot of people happy over your lifetime. Oh, my God. He so did. Like, just, you know, in so many different arenas. Um, Peter goes on. Uh, There's a couple of things which aren't sitting well with me. And one of them, I wonder if this is now normal from New New Who, a.k.a. Who Dis. Um, or if it's something from 14 not quite being themselves as they haven't had the regeneration adjustment. There's been so much slamming the TARDIS into a wall or other structure, like a tree. The only time it hasn't happened is when the TARDIS first appears in the Starbase. Every other time it's come flying in sideways and has often left a TARDIS-shaped hole in the wall. Is this now a normal thing? 
Um, oh, I wonder about that too. It's, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, Russell having the budget and going, I can do it. I'm making TARDIS shaped holes in everything. I mean, you know, we remember the first time that the 10th Doctor met Donna, the TARDIS went hooning down a roadway and she had to jump out of a cab into the TARDIS. And that's something we had never seen before. So maybe it's just something that happens in special episodes. <laughs> Um, there's a bit more from Peter I've got Alyssa and Grant and Brayden coming up uh, in the next episode Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.